Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. And we are back. Welcome to another episode of Camp Blood Radio. I'm your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me at camp tonight is the drunk uncle from Kenswick, Mr. Byron Kenton Mullins. Hey, what's up, guys? All right. Powering today's episode, I got to give a shout out to Benny's Beverage Depot once again for fueling this week's show and their awesome fucking sales. So I shit you not, earlier today, I was working on that part seven road sign that you've heard me mention a few times, and I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost done with that that little pesky little little project and you know you know how we do it i had a little little doggy style bumping in the background and then i was listening to gin and juice and next thing i know i'm driving to the liquor store and i have no idea like no recollection it's just like boom i was working on the sign one minute and next minute i'm driving down the road and you know what i think they did i think they got me with some some subliminal advertising yeah i think you can't listen to gin and juice without drinking a cult 45 yeah, well, I was drinking coffee when I was listening to it, but next thing I know, I just, it's like I blacked out, and next thing you know, I'm driving to the liquor store, and I'm in the store buying buying some Tangle Ray, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta do it up right. So I, I think, I just want to warn people that you, you probably should be careful if you listen to Gin and Juice, because next thing you know, you might be going to buy some. So, I think most people ended up smoking pot, but yeah, I guess drinking is is a danger of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're listening to the other songs, but once you get to gin and juice, it's like so I think it's subliminal advertising for local liquor stores. I think they did something back in the in the mid '90s. They they inserted something while they were mastering the the track. Yeah, so, like the uh, like the penis in Fight Club. Yes, absolutely. So you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I do. So here's a funny little story is actually the first gin that I ever drank back in the mid nineties when gin juice was a popular song was Tangle Ray. And you know why? Why? Because, because that's what they rap about. Duh. Tangle Ray. Yeah. I'm too white for this conversation. Nathan. I'm I'm sorry. If you were talking about Garth Brooks, I could keep up. Oh, fuck Garth Brooks. Fucking Darth Brooks. (laughs) Fucking dickhead. So anyways, in the mid '90s, all the cool, all the cool people were rapping about it. Remember Domino? Remember Domino? That he was the shit, and he was rapping about Tangle Ray. I've Ooh, never heard of shit. Domino in my life. It's oh a comic book character. The Ghetto Jam, Sweet Potato Pie. Come on, Dom- don't, Dom- don't I'm looking fail. it up. I'm looking it up, Domino. Okay. All right. Rapper. So while you're while you're googling that, we'll get on to some other things, and uh, we have a special guest with us. So we're going to we're going to keep the shout outs and the mentions short this week because we got some good shit to talk about so I'm going to get on with that. Shout out to Discord for those of I think the same people. I don't think we have any new members. Um but anyways, that's still going. Discord shenanigans and if you want to join us there, feel free. Shout outs to uh South Jersey Jason of course. We got to mention him. His new costume debut is next week that we mentioned last week. I think it's coming up on Friday the 13th next week. Also, shout out to James Ammer all over at Slasher Graphics, who's working diligently on all those beautiful show shirts. And also, we need to talk about you, James. James, you uh, you challenged us, and then your buddy Brian jumped in. 
So anyways, James challenged the Camp Blood radio crew. He has he has a, a shirt that's called The Final Girl. I think it has a machete on it. And shout out to Joe Gallo, 13 Gallows Lane. So they're in cahoots, and he sent Joe a Final Girl crop top shirt. And Joe has uh, has taken some, some promotional pics with it with one of his models, Emily Lane. And for whatever reason, he decided it would be a funny idea to challenge Kenton and I to wear a crop top shirt out in front of our local Dollar Generals and take a picture in it. So uh, I don't think anybody wants to see that shit. Yeah, look, here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of brothers around my Domino's, or around my Dollar General. I, my mind's still on Domino's. Uh, there's a lot of brothers around my Dollar General. If my fat white ass was out there with my shirt tied up, my stomach hanging out, Gonna get one, of them, out, buddy. one of them fellas is going to either turn me out or, or, or stab me in the stomach. Yeah. So, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a safety issue in uh, in my neck of the woods. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you've already heard me talk about $3 generals and a family dollar getting robbed with a pocket knife. I mean, do you think it would be, it would be safe for us to do this? I mean, you, you, not to mention, nobody wants to see that shit looking like two fat pregnant guys in a fucking crop top that says final girl that's how you get beat up luckily and i'm very very hairy to uh that that's gonna hurt business more than it is anything for i mean for mr amaral i'm not a i'm not a small person in in stature or height and to be wearing a, a crop top that says final girl i don't know i mean i've I, it, what would probably happen is there'd probably be three or four of them and they'd end up turning me out behind the dumpster yeah you know what though uh i'm i looked up domino here and this is just a striking young man this is a looks like a he was a striking young man he was what yeah it looks like the kind of guy that would shank my shank my ass in front of dollar general yeah so so we're gonna decline because uh just for obvious reasons nobody wants to see nobody wants to see that if i had the stomach of elaine i'd be all over that and and if you would have hit me about about back in 2013 if you would ask me that 2014 when i still could see my abs i might have taken you up on that so and i also have a tattoo across my the top of my rib cage like tupac and i and that was that was only cool back in when i got it in 1999 and it's not cool 20 years later so what tattoo do you have over your rib cage i I have my last name in old english letters i didn't know if it was like a butterfly or something well, the butterfly is is above that on my okay, okay. chest. And crazy and, town is that a nod to crazy town? Of course. And then I have yeah. a unicorn tramp stamp on my back because everybody had one of those in 1999. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't want people to see my embarrassing um, tattoo from the the late 90s, early 2000s. So I think we're we're just going to politely politely decline. I think would be the the words we're trying to use. So, but hey, if enough people want to message in and see it happen. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe something similar will happen, but just not not a Dollar General, uh, but probably not. So, anyways, moving on. Shout out to Topher Westcott, a new kind of fear customs. He's he's continuing some more work on the the dead white costume for Joe Gallo. He's posted pictures of a, a hand sculpt of the dead white hands, and it looks phenomenal. I can't see. I can't wait to see those painted up. So go check uh, go check Topher out. Give him a follow, give him a like, give him a, a whatever the hell. Just check out his work. And uh, uh, also, I got to give uh, another one more shout out, and then we're going to move on. So a couple weeks ago, do you remember me talking about a Mr. Dan Johnson who messaged me uh, late at night 
and wanted to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he apparently continued uh, listening as a, a as a loyal, faithful listener, and he messaged me again. And I'm going to read to you what Mr. Johnson had to say. So hang on, let me find the uh, the message. Oh, there it is. So <clears throat> a couple days after that show, he messaged me and said, oh, my God, you just mentioned me on the podcast. And he went on to say, I am so sorry. I meant all of it in a joking manner. Lesson learned. If it's any consolation, uh, I'm sorry. No disrespect meant. And then we get another message, laugh my ass off. And no, I was not soliciting prostitution. Drunk Dan had another crazy idea that sober Dan will reprimand him for. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Dan Johnson. Uh, we thought it was funny. We didn't, we didn't mean to uh, embarrass you by any means. No, no. But, it was all in fun. Absolutely. And as we've said many times, if you message us or something like this, we will talk about it if we think it's, it's worthy. So whether that be uh, messages in the middle of the night or whatever, uh, you will be subject to possible ridicule. Um, just beware. But however, he did, this message was at 3.42 p.m. back uh, in late February. I just said, it's all good, no worries. And then three days later at 1.34 a.m., Mr. Johnson messaged me and it, he said, somebody made a duplicate of my vault. I, I have no idea what that means, Dan. At 1.34 a.m. Of his vault. Yeah, I have no idea. I think I think Mr. Dan likes to likes to you know suck back on grandpa's old cough medicine. Yeah, yeah. I can appreciate okay. I can I can I'm appreciate uh, that too. Like I told you, if you ever try to talk to me after after 10, 15 p.m. central central time, probably not gonna remember. We're probably gonna have to have to have that conversation another time. Or again. Oh, I got that same message from him. Did you? Okay. At 1.01 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're all about drinking and, and just floating your liver all over the place. We're all about that by all means. But, uh, yeah, we're not sure what you mean. So, and I didn't message him back. I kind of forgot about it. Sorry, Dan. So if you want to holler at us and let us know what that meant, we would appreciate it. And we appreciate you for tuning into camp blood radio. So he seems like uh, a good dude. He does. He does. And, uh, like I said, I think he likes the sauce a little bit, but so do we. So anyways, uh, last episode, we talked about a very interesting sculpt that we found on Instagram by a, a, a Mr. Chris Ferrucci. And he apparently I did pronounce his name right because I, I mentioned him and said, hey, why don't you join us so we can talk about the drunk uncle part three Jason Voorhees sculpt. And he said, yep, absolutely. So joining us to talk about the drunk uncle and some other cool shit is Mr. Chris Ferrucci, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I definitely appreciate it. Well, it, you know, like I told you, if it wasn't for the uh, the old Instagram, we would not have even been aware of the honor that you bestowed upon the drunk uncle. So <laughs> how the hell did that come about? <clears throat> well, I've been listening to this show, I'm telling you earlier, a couple of years now. and um. I think you, you guys were talking about, had to been one of your episodes you were talking about part three, I think. And um, you kept referencing how at the end in the barn scene, you, that uh, he was just ripping shit up and tearing up the whole damn barn like a drunk uncle. So, and I kept saying, man, that's like the perfect name for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the Brooker, Brooker versus Watt episode, I believe. Is that right, yeah. Nathan? 
Yeah, I was just gonna say the uh, the Brooker Brooker or White episode, and uh, and then of course that just transpired into Uncle Kenton here becoming the drunk uncle as a character. So and I just, still don't know how that happened. <laughs> I gave it to him. I gave it to him because I think the next very next episode when I introduced you joining me, I just called you the drunk uncle, and then all of a sudden listeners started referring to to him as the drunk uncle, and it be just be he, now he's a character, and now, now everybody so... thinks I'm a, I'm a raging alcoholic. Right, and he even has his own T-shirt, thanks to <laughs> Slasher Dot Graphics. So, whoever would have thought that you'd see the drunk uncle on a T-shirt? I didn't think that it would become what it is, but now it's a uh, now it's a very popular thing. Well, Chris, that that sculpt is is fucking phenomenal, and I'm also looking at your Art the Clown sculpture. And goddamn, oh, man, you're talented. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> to be honest, I, I just started sculpting like three years ago. Um, I was actually listening to uh, to this podcast, and I heard, um, I think it was, I'm trying to think of the first one I listened to. I don't know if it was Brandon, or um, it might have even been you, Kent, when you were talking about how you started. You are basically self-taught. And, uh, oh, shit, um, you're talking about, that would have been 2017, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when I first had Kent on the very first time? Yeah. Yeah. That was maybe twenty sixteen, maybe early, I don't know, maybe sometime in twenty seventeen. It's been several years ago. Yes, I know what you're referring to now, but yeah, that's been a few years back. Yeah, it was it was one of those episodes and um it kind of caught my attention because I was always been a pretty big Friday thirteenth fan. So I started looking into, you know, all the materials, how to do it. Um, wasn't even really aware of the whole like indie you know, mass making and and then I found like Devil's Latex and I think um, Jay from uh, Fear of the Dark Studios in Canada. I'm like, man, these are these are unbelievable. I'm just used to you know masks that you get it. Well, back then I guess Spencer's and now you know what the heck is a new one? <laughs> like the Spirit, I guess. But yeah, um, or, or Tots. Yeah, yeah, Trick or yeah. Treat Studio stuff like that. Yeah. So I just kind of look at, just started watching YouTube videos, researching websites on the materials and sculpture, and just kept practicing and just kept working with it. I never really had any formal schooling or anything like that. Wow. That's, well, I'll tell you how, how how good that me and Nathan think you are. Nathan was thinking that maybe because of your location that you had went to the Tom Savini school. Yeah, I mean, that would be... <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, man, if I would have went to school, it, you know, his school right out of college, I've been a hell of a lot further along, but I didn't even know it existed really until the last few years. But, uh, but yeah, I just kept working at it and working at it. When I first started out, um, my first sculpture I did was was a uh, pinhead bust. And uh, it took me, I don't know, a couple of days, probably, I don't know, six hours a day or something like that and it just just kept progressing and I could kind of see shapes coming into into form actually looking like something I'm like oh this, you know maybe I can go with this you know because I've always been pretty good at drawing stuff growing up and um and then I was listening to I'm pretty sure it was kind of three talking about the uh the Stan Winston school for like their online courses and stuff like that 
Yeah, I believe I mentioned, I, I did that online uh, there for a little bit. Uh, and I, I believe it did come up during uh, my episode, my first episode on, on Camp Blood, whenever I was just uh, being interviewed the way you are now. Okay, yeah, yeah. I took a couple, um, just bought a couple of their DVDs, watched how they did some flesh tone painting, and uh, started out, obviously, with, like, your simple latex masks and busts and stuff like that. And then it's like now I got to the point where I don't really do this full time. It's kind of a thing I do in my spare time, just my evenings, rather than, like, a normal day job. So in the evenings, I just do what I can, but I... I'm at the point where I I like the look of silicone so much better. It's just, I don't even want to waste my time with latex anymore. Yeah, you can't really duplicate the trans the translucency of, no. of silicone. No. Yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> so let me get this straight, though. So just to clarify. So no formal uh, schooling, training, et cetera, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You literally yeah. are self-taught, and this is where you're at three years later. Yeah. That's that is fucking much. crazy, man. That is That's unbelievable. Crazy. Because I'll, I'll I'll just say this, um, I've I've said numerous times that Kyle Huckaluck up in Canada, who I think is is top notch as far as Silicone Friday stuff. I haven't seen anybody. Yeah, I mean he's he is uh, everything he does. I I wish I had. I've never sculpted. I've been thinking about trying it out. I don't know if I have enough patience for it, but I've been thinking about trying. And I wish I even had half the talent in his pinky finger because he's fucking amazing. But I'm going to, I'm going to say this as far as your products go, as soon as I seen that part three and the part four, I was reminded of Kyle. I seriously was reminded of Kyle. And I had, I I literally went from slash house studios on IG over to Kyle and I'm looking and I'm comparing. I'm like, Holy shit. This guy is as talented as I've seen up to this point to even, even be, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, that you're better than Kyle, but if you look at his three and you look at yours, there's, there's some, there's some, uh, there's quality comparisons there. No doubt. That's that's definitely a huge compliment. I, I mean, he was probably one of the ones that, um, when I heard his, his interview on your podcast that, I started looking into his stuff, and I mean, to be compared to him, I mean, some of the stuff he's done is just unbelievable. Some of his uh, work he's done, even for um, TV shows and movies or whatever he does for special effects. But um, yeah, it's just I, I put in a lot of time, a lot of uh, a lot of just research, and I mean, from if I can remember from Kent's episode, it's just when you work with silicone, it's there's so much that goes into it. It's so much more difficult than than you would think. But, oh yeah, especially painting it. Oh yeah, painting for sure. Yeah, my, I mean, if you look at stuff that I painted when I first started silicone and bust compared to now, it's like like night and day difference. Yeah, so, so much um, to go into it. This 2018 Myers that you did is that a, a life cast that you have uh, that you've that you've uh, recast it or is that a, a ground up sculpt no the 2018 that's a ground up sculpt so no uh, way dude yeah you yeah, did only- you, you you did that you you sculpt and you've only been sculpting for for three years 
Yeah. That is fucking bananas, dude. Yeah, but, I'm floored by that because, like I said, <clears throat> you're three and four. I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be anxious to see more of your work in the Friday world. I would love to see you tackle all of them. And I mean, that's definitely a goal of mine for sure. Yeah, and I mean, right now, if I was going to buy a part three and a part four, I'm buying yours. There's no doubt about that. Oh, wow. uh, like you said, latex. Um, latex serves its purpose. Latex, it is what it is. I don't know if you guys have recently seen Brandon, our friend Brandon Scott Murphy. He just recently did a part four for a company up in Canada. He was commissioned, and I, I don't think it's been molded yet, but I've seen pictures of the sculpt. Did, did, have either of you seen that? You know what I'm talking about? I have, yeah. Okay, Ken, you yeah, have seen it. Yeah, really good. Well, well, I was I was looking at his uh, in, at at uh, Chris's Instagram. What was what was the reference to? Brandon Murphy recently sculpted a four, but he did it as a uh, a commission for a company up in Canada. I can't remember the name of them. They haven't. I don't think they've. I don't they've think I saw it, it. Yet. Okay, you'll have to maybe go through his page and look. But he did a he did a fucking awesome job, and I would love to see Brandon. I know Brandon's got other projects and stuff, but Brandon's another one that's right up there. Brandon did did go to Tom Savini School, but I literally am just shocked that you have no formal training because in any other products that are available right now, I can't think of anybody who has a better three or four silicone that's available right now as we speak. Now that could change tomorrow, but you and Kyle are right up there for those. There's there is absolutely no doubt about that. I'm I'm shocked to hear that it, you are literally self-taught. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I mean, the biggest thing with sculpture is this reference. So, I mean, the, the more reference you can get, the more time you put into, you know, all the details and everything. Like the part three, I probably spent more time on that part three just trying to get it as close to, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff as I can. But um, it's just trying to get every angle you can. It's just the more reference, you just can't. You can't duplicate that. I mean, there's some stuff you obviously have to kind of, kind of just go with, like maybe even the back of the head and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I spent, I can't, I can't even say how much time just looking at pictures and just studying all the reference photos for that for that bus. So for yeah, the your scope. I'm sorry, Nathan. Go ahead. Hang on. I, I, just so we don't forget this portion. So for the cosplayers out there because obviously you have display bus and if, if they were interested in wearable hoods, I, I, I think you offer those too. Am I, am I not mistaken? Um, as of right now, I don't, but I'm looking into it. I, I mean, the, the problem with silicone is if you don't, if you don't kind of start out sculpting it for a silicone mask or a hood, it's kind of tough to go from there, but because um, a lot of it deals with the core inside the mold, but, I'm I'm still working on it because my when I originally sculpted my part four it was it was meant to be a wearable mask but um, when I cast the first couple masks like prototypes they were really thin in some areas so I just haven't got around to uh, to adjusting the core just to fill out those areas. But, okay, I could have sworn I seen some pictures on your page of of uh, a part four mask being worn. Maybe that was something else that I was looking at. Yeah, that was that was a mask. I, I did make one and paint it, but oh, it still okay. needs some adjustment to it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not I'm not as big of an idiot as I thought I was then. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you, you, yeah, I definitely have. I have a couple pictures on there. I think with the mask on, but it's just not to the point where I'm ready to to sell it yet. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, like I said, man, I'm just shocked because you've got, like, look at the 2018 Myers. Like I said, that's phenomenal work. And it, the quality is, is everywhere. It looks like you've got an interest in horror in general. I mean, I see a Predator piece on here. Obviously, art, uh, Michael Myers. I mean, uh, it looks like your talents know no boundaries in the horror. Zelda world. from my favorite, one of my favorite horror movies ever, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Oh man, dude, that that chick left me some some bad dreams. Back in the oh, day. you and me both, brother. You and me. <laughs> hey, my uh, I, uh, whenever I was, whenever I was about, I guess I was about seven years old. My dad got stationed. He was in the military. He was stationed in uh in down in uh in New Mexico, and I had to come back to my hometown and stay with my grandparents to go to school. And uh, my grandparents had this little, little like hidden room underneath their steps that went up to the second floor. And uh, I was fucking terrified to go past that door because in my head, that's where Zelda from Pet Cemetery was. So, uh, yeah, that oh, maybe nightmares from my childhood because of that character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She does. She was definitely pretty scarring. That just that laugh and the, you know, the face she makes in that one scene. It's just, you don't forget that face <laughs> when she uh, comes from like the the background of the of the room and comes up on the camera. You know, I'll I'll get yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucked yeah, me up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And even uh, just... and Kent, Kent, you can relate to this one because I, I'm scrolling through now and looking, and even even the Predator. That's such a difficult one to to tackle, and your Predator is fucking awesome. Oh my god, yeah, that's. Yeah, the Predator, that was probably one of the tougher ones I've done. I still haven't really um finished like the just making the dreads for that. Such a such a pain in the ass because you gotta basically cast each one individually. Yeah. And they take, you know, twenty, thirty minutes per dread and just I just don't know if I feel like wasting that much time making them. But I have like my own personal one I made. But uh, I haven't really sold any of those yet. And the predator was such a diva that he had so many accessories and jewelry. It's like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got two hundred dollars in fucking and jewelry. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a very right. complex uh, costume right there. I'm just blown away that you've only been doing this for three years, man. Uh, I, I'm 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 floored. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's become uh, quite the obsession. I mean, my. My wife can attest to that. <laughs> but, so, what are, what are the, what's up next? We've got the part four. We've got the drunk uncle part three. What what's on the uh, chopping block? Um, I have a few, kind of that I already have in progress right now that I haven't. I mean, I, I think Ken was talking about he has a couple that are been sitting around for a couple of years. <laughs> I have yeah. uh, I have a Jason X that I started I think two years ago, and then I kind of like got away from it. And now I look at it now and I'm like, man, I, I've come so far in my sculpting. Like I, I just want to just bash the thing down and start over. But, um, I think you should, I think you should yeah. smash that X all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we feel about Jason X here. You might as well just smash that motherfucker. And then start on a six. Yeah. And then start on a six. Yes. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I mean, Friday. Oh. The Friday movies are definitely where my heart is. I've always that's always been my favorite franchise by far. That was probably the first um actual horror movie I actually seen growing up was part four. And uh I think watching part four, I'm pretty sure when I was growing up I was more scared of uh Tommy Jarvis. 
So I'm like, this little 12 year old kid, because I'm probably six, seven years old at the time when I saw this. So he's like, a grown up to you. Kid, oh, yeah. And he's <laughs> this little kid just, you know, tomahawked the hell out of Jason, took him down and killed him. And, uh, and then he's standing there, they got that freeze frame where he just looks like a psychopath. <laughs> he's got the mange hair. Yeah, is... <laughs> he's got his hair all shaved off. Well, some of it. He's a he's a shit for fucking barber because there's just clumps and patches. He looks like a, a coronavirus victim. He does. But here in his defense, here I'm gonna say this. Can you remember when I had the big old fucking beard? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm talking for those that don't know, when I when I cut that fucking thing, I didn't shave for like two years. So I mean it was like down in my stomach. So when I when I, I remember when I was shaving, you know, getting rid of it, shaving it off. But you can't shave a beard that's two feet long. You you can't do that. You've obviously got to, you know, cut cut it down with some scissors. And you got to take blah. it in sections. In sections, yes. And I tell you what, I felt like Tommy Jarvis's head when I was getting rid of that beard, because man, I'll tell you what. In his defense, it's a bitch to just go go try to fucking shave your head like he did. So of course he's gonna he's gonna look like a patchy little you know dog with mange, and that's what my face. <laughs> look like in sections yes yeah but for the love of god he had like like four inch patches <laughs> like it was <laughs> i mean that's what my he, face he was just like, going to the full head of hair with a with a straight razor <laughs> yeah that, okay that's fair yeah that's fair that's fair I just, i'm trying that's to i'm trying to the best you know, approach just i'm trying to uh give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because i kind of know what he <laughs> went through but on my face and then he added the like crackhead <laughs> circles around his eyes right yeah, oh, and I don't, I don't, I don't have to add those though because I, I stay up drinking late all the time. So when I wake up in the morning, I just look like that. Period. Yeah, you live off coffee and vodka. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> oh, not to mention uh, Red Baron and Tombstone frozen pizzas. Yeah, so you're gonna doctor. have. You're lucky. You've just got circles under your eyes. Exactly. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> working my way to a quadruple bypass. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my. So that's what? My uh, what, what's, what's, uh. What's something, Chris, that, that you're excited to sculpt? Because, like, for me personally, um, and I don't get to do near as much as with the stuff as I used to get to, not, not as much as I want to. Uh, most of the work that I do now a lot is for, like, a horror hound. But um, so it doesn't even get, like, progress pictures or anything posted. But that being said, like, I personally have, like, 500 things in the back of my head that I've always wanted to sculpt and do if I ever had the time. Uh, what's oh something, like, like, what's number one on your list for – Fuck man, the second I get time, I'm gonna I'm gonna sculpt that. Um, I'd like to redo a uh, another Freddy Krueger mask or bust or something like that. Um, okay. I but I really want to do a. Uh, I'd like to tackle another, either part two, Jason or um, either six or seven. One one of those three are probably going to be my next Jason Jason sculpture. I just haven't decided which one yet, but. I put my vote in on a six. We're we're big CJ Grammers around here. Yes, sir. Yeah. And in case you were wondering what that weird noise was, that was the drunk uncle hitting his little hipster vape. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my little my little douche flute. Yeah, Yeah. douche flute. (laughs) Yeah, we love part six. I'd love to see your take on that. Uh, we vote that you smash the X and just not worry about that. So, yeah, I mean, you do what you want. You are your own man. We're just we're just making our recommendation. But I definitely would love to see a six. And uh, yeah, even in a part one, too. You know, there's not a lot of part ones out there. There's not a lot of boys in the lake. 
So there's a few That's scopes, true. but not not much to pick from. And if uh, you know, uh, if Scare Scareware has a good one, but they don't always have them available, so it's kind of hit or miss on the one. Like I said, I'd love to see your take on that too. Um, but definitely a six because we got we got a lot of love for Jason Lives. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't even know if there's ever uh, has anybody ever made a, a part one silicon. Not even sure. I don't think so. The only ones that come to mind that are like decent, um, like I said, Bob from Scareware. I, but I believe his yeah, is, Scareware is a, crazy. His is a resin, right, Kent? I'm sorry, I was looking at his Instagram again. You said a part one silicone. I don't think anybody has a silicone like what Chris. No, does. nobody, nobody has a part one silicone to my knowledge. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. There might have been one from years ago that I'm just not thinking about. But, I mean, artists artists come and go. They really do, especially <clears throat> in the Friday world. And a lot of yeah. people say, and maybe you're experiencing this. I know you're just kind of getting new to the game, if you want to call it that. But I can speak, Kent. I know Kent can. You get a shit ton of interest, but not a lot of purchases. It's yeah, whenever you, post a, whenever you post a picture, you'll have 20 people to, uh, comment underneath it. Got to get one of these. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta have one of these, and then you never hear from them again. Right. Yep. <laughs> you do. Uh, agree with you do that. have a, a an Etsy store. It looks like so that seems to be your your number one avenue for purchasing. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That it just seems to me just because I'm so busy with everything else, it just kind of makes life easier. But um, because I kind of do this in my spare time, I don't. I don't try to take on too much stuff. Like I don't, I don't like to have like my wait times are typically three to four weeks, maybe a little bit longer sometimes depending on my workload, but I don't like to make people wait much longer than that. Like I've had, I've, I've bought bus in the past where I've waited like a year and a half and I'm like, okay, this is kind of getting ridiculous, but yeah, no shit. I, yeah. Like I, I feel like if I'm, if somebody pays me, like I don't want to make them wait that long, you know? Right, so right. I, I I try to keep my my numbers down a little bit just to kind of keep keep the the stuff rolling through. But I, I guess and, that's kind of why I kind of like doing it part time, just because I feel like I, I give so much credit to guys that do it full time because I, I feel like I would stress out constantly about trying to sell bus all the time. Which well, now you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't really have to worry about that as much. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I touched earlier when I said I don't know that I would have the patience to do something like that um, as far as sculpting. So I, I can't even imagine. I mean, these guys, like I said, like Brandon Murphy, like Scareware, the guys that do do it full-time, um, they've got so much talent that I don't even know if they get stressed out when they work on something. You know what I mean? It's probably it's oh, probably no. just – it ain't shit to them. It's just normal. Like, whereas us, you feel – because, like, I, I have an interest, I, but like I said, I don't know that I'll ever, I'll ever attempt it because I don't know if I do have the patience. Um, I think if I put my mind to it, I think I could do a somewhat decent job, but um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe one of these days I'll get inspired and I'll just order up some some uh, some materials and, and give it a shot. But I mean, you're, it's very inspiring to hear like you say, hey, I didn't go to school for someone like me who has an interest and for listeners that might have an interest to know that there are people out there that didn't have to go to Tom Savini school. They didn't have to go to anywhere else. They literally are self-taught and can make an absolutely phenomenal product like yours. Right, yeah. I mean, if you just, you know, just do your research and pick up the materials that you need and just, it's all about practice. It's just spending time working on certain things and uh, just try to improve with each one. And 
whenever I started um, first started out, I had the, the luxury of my wife's an English teacher, so she wanted some props for her classroom. So I was doing all kind of different stuff. Like I did one of like Jekyll and Hyde, and I did like a severed pig's head for um, <laughs> um, what is that movie or that book called? Oh man, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did quite a few things there, and that kind of gave me some practice. At first, I was trying to pump things out kind of pretty quick, but now I'm to the point where I don't really need to rush, so I, I try to make them as accurate and detailed and as close to the real thing as I can. Yeah, I think probably what I would do is I would probably make a make a uh, a trip to the drunk uncles and, and or just make a <clears throat> visit some of my friends that I know that sculpt and sit down with them for a couple hours here and there and just get some tips and stuff. I don't think it's anything I'd want to try to tackle without having some kind of hands-on instruction, at least, at least a little bit. So I don't know, maybe the, maybe the drunk uncle and I, maybe we'll have to have to drink some whiskey and do some sculpting one of these days. I'll tell you right <laughs> now, um, is this Zelda? Is she uh resin or silicone? Um, I, I offer it in both. I've made resin ones. I've made silicone ones. I'm 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 gonna but, uh, order, I'm gonna order one of these off of you, and I'm not just blowing smoke like a lot of people. I'm gonna I'm gonna order one of these Zeldas. So uh, get look out for that. Awesome, um, man! Awesome. Now, as far as the part three and the part four, have you have you done any of those in resin, or is it just silicone only? Um. Well, the type of mold I use for. Uh, part three and four are like an epoxy mold so you kind of have to go the flexible passing so those those are strictly silicone for like the zelda i made like a um like a two-piece um um silicone mold with like a jacket on top so i could do i could brush in silicone or i could you know use resin so gotcha. i've tried i'm trying to do more stuff like that so you, you have more options but typically, like resin ones, you could you could sell a little bit cheaper because uh, the material's not quite as expensive as silicone. But, but so uh, with your yeah, with your full time job, it sounds like you're not someone who stacks these up. You basically do these made to order, correct? Right. Yeah. Man, it sounds uh, just like me when I first started out. Only you got way better, way quicker than I did. <laughs> Hey, don't don't sell yourself short now. You got you you did a really nice job on your pieces, Kent, for for this uh, for the circumstances. I mean, there's yeah, not a lot of people. Yeah, there's not a lot of people sure. that can sit there and just pick at a piece of clay and have something that's accepted and that sells, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying that with the rate that he has improved, looking at his first, and I don't mean anything by this, Chris, but uh, you know, looking at uh, your 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 early stuff, which isn't bad at all, but oh, it's brutal. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's really it's really not. But you know, if you go to your early the earliest stuff that you post on Instagram to now, how much you have improved in such a short amount of time is is fucking inhuman. It, it it's insane. Uh, and and I just wish that I if I had improved at the rate that you have for as long as I've been doing this, I could be you know. I could be really making some badass stuff right now. I, I'm excited to see what you do in the future. I'm I'm really excited. Thank you. Yeah, I just I really think it comes down to just spending time and and practice. I think that's like the biggest thing, at least with me, anyways. I don't know. 
I just feel like the more time I spend, especially sculpting, it's just you just pick up more techniques the more you work at it. And even like the um, uh, the Stan Winston school, I watched a couple DVDs on sculpting and stuff like that. I mean, that's probably the only, I guess you'd call that schooling a little bit, but it's just not, I just never had actual hands-on where someone's actually there showing me. But I've learned to pick up a couple techniques here and there. I try to learn something new almost every time I do something, so. And it looks like you sculpt exclusively in monster clay? Um, usually, the last few I've done in Chavant, like NFC, I've done some in monster clay. Um, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place with clay. I kind of get bored with one, I try something else. Monster but, clay uh, gets rough on the fingers. Oh my God, yes. Especially, when I, the first... Um, my pinhead bust, the first one I ever did, I used the monster clay medium and I was sculpting in my basement. It was a middle of winter time. And if you know Ooh, that's like monster clay flight, it is absolutely brutal on your fingers if it's cold and you're trying to sculpt monster clay. For listeners that don't know what we're talking about, imagine going to Home Depot and buying a two by four. <laughs> I'm sorry. Going to Home Depot and buying a two by four. And then just bringing it to your house and trying to sculpt in it with your fingers. That's what it's like. Pretty much, yeah. You got to watch out for them rough hands. That's going to interfere with some other things there. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> and yeah, I'm already very callous palms. Um, yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to have to, uh, you know, cover that up with a latex glove. And uh, how, how long ago did you do this Rawhead Rex? Rawhead, um, that was. I'm not maybe like a year and a half ago, something like that, a year ago. And he looks like he's in, I might be wrong, but he looks like he's in latex. That's the latex, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right, so you're out on the East Coast, Pittsburgh area, uh, from what you mentioned, and obviously convention season is going to be coming up soon. Uh, any any convention plans for this year? <clears throat> um, I never, I did one last year. It was like a real small kind of local thing, but. I'm trying to do at least one or two this year if I can. They have like a um, like a Days of the Dead kind of deal at, at the Monroeville Mall in around Pittsburgh for like Night of the Living Dead thing, and they have vendors there. And I I probably want to try to get into that, but I'd love to do something like Max Fest or something bigger to where I'm around more guys that make this kind of stuff. But it's just tough when you're when you do it part time. It's hard to build up much of an inventory to bring to something like that well, yeah but, uh, it's real tough i'm telling you though uh, for the listeners out there as of right now you got to go to uh at slash house studios but definitely expanding to other mediums will definitely help get get the word out there is there yeah, any chance chris that you'll right make that. it out to uh whorehound not not as a vendor but just as a guest uh whorehound and at, at, at the end of this month i'm actually playing on yeah Awesome. Well, well never... I know I'll be there. I think Nathan will too. I I don't know yet. I, I don't really like that show to be honest. It's fucking chaotic. It's the last time I was there um, was I think 2016, and it was just short. Unless they've changed it, it was, when I was there the last time it was at the Sharonville Convention Center, and it was shoulder to shoulder, and it was just fucking uncomfortable. And I mean, outside of the partying and the hanging out with friends, I didn't I didn't really have that great of a time. Well, you're going to like it, Chris. It's a good time. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I've never really been there. So. 
I'll, uh, I don't know what you look like, but but uh, you, I, I, I'm assuming you you might know what I look like. I don't know if you do. If you see me at, at Whorehound, uh, grab me by the shirt and pull me aside, and uh, and let's have a, a beer or two. Hey, there we go. Yeah, I'm just a greasy Italian guy from Pittsburgh. <laughs> you're a you're a what? A greasy Italian guy from Pittsburgh. Oh, oh okay. There's there's actually 37 of those at ever Whorehound, so that's yeah. <laughs> I don't know yet though. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny it yet. There's a possibility, but I don't know. I gotta I gotta debate that some more. But either way, if you mentioned Mask Fest, uh, drunk uncle and I go to Mask Fest. That's that's probably the best one for people such as yourself to to attend. So I would definitely recommend right. that one. But you've got in your area, you've got quite a few conventions that are starting to get a, a decent following. Uh, what is it? Steel City Con that's out that way. That would be a decent one for you. Uh, Monster Mania is yeah. coming up. I mean, that's up up the East Coast from you. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of horror fans in, in the Pittsburgh area. A lot of fans, horror fans in Pennsylvania and, and uh, in that area in general. So they've really been having a lot of shows pop up lately. Of course, some of them on the small side, but um, if you've got the means to it, I mean, but definitely I would recommend expanding out into some other social medias because man, you got the talent there. That's for a goddamn sure. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm definitely, uh, I'm going to have to look into that and, um, at least get maybe a Facebook page or something going. I yeah, I, had, would, um, I would definitely do that. It, if anything, I mean, compared to the other platforms, that would be your next, your next move. At least I, I think you'd be most benefited by that. Right. Yeah. I actually just had, um, Cooper hit me up recently because he's from the Pittsburgh area. I had no idea. And, uh, so we're kind of like neighbors sort of. So I might look into, uh, seeing what he's up to and maybe even hit something up with him sometimes. So. Oh, Who was it? Scott? Is that your mention? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you guys see, he's right up. That would be right up your alley as far as networking, because he was a self-taught too, just like you and Kent. So, and he's another one that's got crazy talent that just all of a sudden, boom, showed up and, and, puts out awesome fucking products. So yeah, you guys are right. Pretty, you guys are right there next to each other. Yeah, I had no idea. I just I listened to his episode. I don't know if I missed it or if he ever mentioned he was from Pittsburgh, but Yeah, yeah, yeah he, I uh, about that. He's he's from Pennsylvania, but I can't remember if it was Pittsburgh, but it, either way, um yeah, he'd be he'd be a great one to network with. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right, drunk uncle, you got anything else or we're going to wrap this up? No, Chris. Uh, I love your work. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm I'm excited to to see what you what you come up with, and I'll be in contact about that Zelda bust. All right, sounds good. Um, definitely appreciate you guys having me on, and I know I'm not probably the the deepest when it comes to this Friday stuff, but I definitely uh, appreciate you guys giving me a shout out and let me come on and talk about my stuff. Absolutely, and we'll look forward to following up with you later and uh staying in, in touch and seeing what you what you bring next because like i said we're we're definitely definitely interested in more friday products from you that's for damn sure so give a plug to your etsy shop let people know how they can they can holler at you or check out your work if they want to make a purchase yeah if you just go on etsy um should be able to just search for uh slash out studios and uh my stuff should come up on there and also, of course, on Instagram at Slash House Studios. So go give him a follow. Check out all of his other products, not just Friday related. Like I said, we've got Predator, Halloween. There's some Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, a little bit of everything and more to come. So that wraps up another episode of Camp Blood Radio. So please rate and review wherever the hell you listen to the show at. Also, go fucking subscribe on YouTube. Do it now or something bad might happen to you. Uh, also, 
buy a show shirt or something bad might happen to you too. So I did speak with some of our upcoming shirt models and those are coming up in the near future. I know I say that every week, but hopefully within the next week we'll have the first, uh, the first run of that. So if you have any other suggestions or criticisms or uh, want to name call us, feel free to drop us a line unless, unless you're Mark Tefner, do not like, do not subscribe to anything we do. Go fuck yourself, Mark. <laughs>